Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us tonight for Battle Ready. Um, we are in the book of Ephesians and we're going to be starting in chapter 3. I'm going to ask Laura though before she starts to kind of go back and bring us up to chapter 3. It feels like it's been a long time. I know I've been out of town this week so it feels like it's been a long time since we've been in chapter 2. But bring us forward. We are just going through the book of Ephesians, believing what it says. Start us off. So Paul, this is one of the letters that Paul writes from prison in Rome. He's in Rome in prison because of his preaching that Gentiles and Jews are coming together in the family of God through Christ into one thing. And the Jews in Jerusalem, he preached that too, didn't care for it. Mm -hmm. And there was a riot and he was arrested and he appeals because he's a Roman citizen to Rome mm -hmm. and is taken to Rome. I was reading about that today, what that would have been like for Paul. And they said that like during the day under house arrest in Rome, he would have been able to move about freely in the house that he was in and write the letters and do what he was, mm -hmm. wanted to do. But at night, he would always be chained to a Roman soldier. And I think that's interesting, and that's an interesting thought when you read that in chapter 3, he tells you that I, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about that today because I thought, like, how many times is it that we literally look to the next person mm -hmm. and we see only the next person? Mm -hmm. But the honest way we ought to see that person is an opportunity to serve Christ. Mm -hmm. That like I'm I'm not a prisoner of Rome. I'm mm -hmm. if God is indeed sovereign and in control, I'm mm -hmm. a prisoner of Jesus Christ. And I'm here for a reason and this is a person who I can't really do anything for Christ, but I can do something for this person. And there he's you know? and his imprisonment is because he is saying that they can all be part of this kingdom, this new right. Jesus kingdom. And I'm going to share just this little bit of something. We haven't had a chance to even talk about anything because mm -hmm. I was running late today. I'm either going to in your to Fix me. Fix okay. me. Um, but this week when we were out of, out of state, we were in Texas for a work thing. And Livy and I had the opportunity to go visit a church, a Free Will Baptist church in Austin, just outside of Austin, Texas. And it was interesting because the when we got there, very pleasant people, very nice, very welcoming, very um, just good, just a good feel about the church. But I thought what that morning I had told God, let me see, let me see your people. Let me see what you see. Let me mm -hmm. see the ones you love. And the incredible, horrible truth of that is that was the day we ran into the homeless guy who was so angry and so mad and screaming and yelling and cussing and just being all upset. And as soon as he walked past me, the it's like the <laughs> V8 commercial, yeah. because God loves him too, right? Mm -hmm. God loved that guy. God loved mm -hmm. these people that were at this church. And they were kind of out there by themselves because they said to us that in Texas, there's only two Free Will Baptist churches that they're aware of. One was there and one was in Waco. And we'd looked at the one in Waco, but it was really small. Now, Free Will Baptist is what we are just because that's what we are, right? I'm not saying anything other than it was nice to go there and find people who, who it's easy to like the ones that are easy to like, right? And I think this turmoil and all the stuff that's going on is because Jesus has said everybody can be in this family. Anybody can be in this family. And when you really start looking at who God loves, 
He loves them all. What's interesting is that he does love them all, but he uses different ways to get to them all. Mm -hmm. Now, he they does. don't have to accept him, but he will use different ways. We're going to talk about in this chapter the manifold mysteries of God, yes. the many ways that he operates. And, and the word dispensation Absolutely. is found in this book. Mm -hmm. and, and I looked up dispensation, and, I, and, and a lot of people don't believe in dispensation. There's different theories about all that. And, and like always... <laughs> right. I feel like every time we have this yes. discussion, there's all these different points of view, and then there's like, I don't care about any of them. Right. Uh, the right. original word, I, I, and when I say I don't care, I don't care what you believe about it, you won't offend me. I mean, this is how I see it, not as separate, but together. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the word dispensation, when I looked up in the original language today, wh when I found the meaning, it's, a, it's strategy. Mm-hmm. It's implemented strategy mm -hmm. is what this means. And, and that got me thinking about my children because I, there, as a mother, that's the most relatable thing for me to try to understand the word of God. If I can see it in what get, God gave me to put my hands on, which mm -hmm. is my family and my mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. sometimes the Bible makes a lot more sense to me. Mm -hmm. I agree. So when I, when my babies were very tiny, we just had a new birth in our family, Sarah and Will, our, our cousins just had a new baby girl, and I got to hold her this, this uh, Thursday and how precious that was. I said, do you realize how many people love you? You don't even know mm -hmm. how, how many people love you and are pulling for you and want to see everything good happen for you. But anyway, when my babies were very tiny like that, mm -hmm. they were always on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. We and a lot of people do things differently. I'm not criticizing anybody, but the babies slept in bed with me. Mm -hmm. They were always near me. I was a nursing mother. Mm -hmm. They were never without arms reach of mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. You know, they were always just very, 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 very close. And I, there was a strategy for caring for them then, mm -hmm. which was we're going to be very, very close, so you don't even have to make much of a fuss to have me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're right there, and I know where you are because you can't really tell me what you need, and you mm -hmm. can't really. Mm -hmm. But here's the strategy. But as they get older, you got to have a new strategy mm -hmm. because they get to an age where they want all they want to do is to run, right? Mm -hmm. So the strategy has they to grab. change. If I just hold you right here, when you're in the mood to run and explore, no, the strategy now is to run as fast as I can after you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or to make a safe boundary for you to be in. Mm -hmm. and, and then that never that never right? ends right because me being the older mother here then your children grow up right. and they have their own children and that broadens that what do I do now how what's can the I, strategy now yeah, what is the strategy and I'm now? kind of in that place right now because I've got two that are one graduating college one a sophomore in college one get ready to leave for college and a high school student mm -hmm. and I'm like what do they need now Mm -hmm. because sometimes I feel like they don't need me at all, mm -hmm. and sometimes they call and they need more than I know how to give. Mm -hmm. Do you and, know what I mean? And, and, and because, still, not that I don't want to. I just don't have the skills to. Jump that up a notch, yeah. because here's me looking at you doing the same thing, going, okay, now she's got two in college and one going to college, and she's handling all this, and where's my strategy now to help? What do I do? I don't think that ever stops. And the point I'm trying to make with that is, I didn't really change. I'm still me. I'm still mm -hmm. fundamentally what I am as a mom who's wanting to do everything I can to bless right my children. children. Mm -hmm. Like when, when I was nursing the them, thing. I wanted them to have the best that they could have. When, I, when I'm chasing them, I want them to have all the freedom they can have. When, when I'm, I'm watching when I'm, them grow right, up and I'm trying to I'm trying to make them that. as independent right. and responsible as I can. But I, what, I, what I fundamentally want is their good. Is their good. Right? Mm -hmm. And my children 
all require different things of me. Yes. And they would say, well, now, why do you do that for her, but you don't do that for me? Because you're not the same. Why do you answer him that way, but you don't answer me do that way? Because you're not ago, the same. Do you remember a long time ago when we had this discussion? And there's a running joke in the family about yeah. who's the favorite and all that kind Kate. of stuff. <laughs> and there's, there's all these discussions about who's the favorite, who's the favorite in your children, who's the favorite where. And we, and the truth we is, had a conversation about that once, and I thought it was one of the best conversations, and I doubt that you remember, but I thought you did a really good job with that explanation. It's not that they're their favorites. It's that each one is different, and Everyone you have to different. relate to them differently. God, You did the same thing, you're being cruel. Well, God can't relate Honestly. to any of us exactly the same. And I had this conversation with someone today. I'm not smart enough to know why somebody reacts the way they do to certain things, but God does. So he knows exactly what they need to get them where he wants them to go. I don't have that ability. And he's doing, mm -hmm. I think, the same thing that you're talking about mm -hmm. in the strategy department. He can't, he can't handle you the same way he handles me. And we should stop expecting him to. No, because it would be evil. We, we have to God, stop God that. knows who you are and what you need. Mm -hmm. And when, when it, this idea of this implemented strategy, this dispensation mm -hmm. of time, mm -hmm. We think about how separated we don't, maybe we don't think about it anymore, but Jews and Gentiles were in every way separated. Mm -hmm. These are God's chosen people over here, this Jewish nation, God's special intervention. And we think about that. We're like, oh, or does he love them better than anybody else? He was actually harder on them he than was. anybody else. He was. And, and then we have Gentiles who separated themselves from God and didn't want anything to do with that for the most part. And yet God still in his, his grace and in his mercy and in it has a plan an implemented strategy to bring it back together. A mystery, Paul calls it. And it doesn't that mean... That is an open mystery when you come into Jesus Christ. It's openly revealed. And it doesn't mean people. that everybody loves the plan. Because God's plans... The, the, obviously, the Romans aren't happy about this, and the Jews aren't happy about this. What's interesting about that plan is who he chooses to implement it. Mm -hmm. So I'm So Jesus says... I'm going to bring in, and Isaiah tells us Jesus will do this, Ezekiel tells us, Daniel tells us, all mm -hmm. these prophets tell us that Jesus is going to bring in the Gentiles. He's going to bring in these strangers and foreigners. Mm -hmm. And you would think he would use a stranger and a foreigner to do so, but, but he, he picks it. the most Jewish, Jewish man of Jewish men, maybe ever to live, which is Paul, mm -hmm. who is a trained, Pharisee of the Pharisees, trained, trained Gamaliel, member of the Sanhedrin. But, he is he is the most Jewish person. Uh -huh. I thought about that. Too. Like, why would you pick him to go to people that aren't Jewish at all and and to spread this to Asia Minor and all around the Mediterranean Sea? Why would you pick? A very, very, very Jewish person to go outside of Judaism and bring all these people in, which is what's happening in the book of Ephesians, right? Mm -hmm. He's writing to a Gentile church, and he's saying, we're one and the same. And I thought, Paul missed it by a mile. Mm -hmm. He was born Jewish and was, the, like I said, the most Jewish of the Jewish and he missed Jesus, and he missed the plan so far that he was carrying papers to persecute and, mm -hmm. and, and, and chain and kill Christians, right? Mm -hmm. He missed it so far. Who but Paul would understand how the Gentiles had missed God so far? Mm -hmm. Who but Paul who was struck blind mm -hmm. because he was already spiritually blind, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
could yep. talk, could speak to the blindness of the Gentiles and say to them, you just don't see. You don't Let get me it. show you what it. the truth is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's God in his He's the perfect one. If I could have been told, Paul's like, if I could have been told everything that God's revealed to us so far in intimate detail and I missed it, well, boy, I can help you see it because I understand why you missed it. Mm -hmm. You know, he it's not Paul's great Jewish history that God uses. It's his great failure. Mm -hmm. And that is not what anybody would think he would use. And God doesn't ever want us to sin i'm not I, this is hard thing for me to comprehend it's hard for thing for me to explain it is never god's will that we sin it's not god's will that we do wrong but god in his wisdom and his economy and i economy as in the way he does things always uses all the bad stuff mm -hmm. for his good, good purpose mm -hmm. like he's not surprised by it he's not shocked by it and he implements it into what your calling is going to be. So like, even when you come to the altar and you repent of your sins, you say, God, save me and I'm sorry for my sin. God is gonna use that sin. Mm -hmm. He's gonna redeem it. Mm -hmm. And he's gonna make you able to minister to whoever it is you're gonna to minister to. So that's what I mean about the implemented strategy. Whether you came from a church family, I guess that's the way we would say it today because we're not dealing with some of these same issues to the mm -hmm. same degree. Mm -hmm. Whether you came from a church family or you came from a family who's never seen the inside of a church, God's going to use the life you have to make them. If you'll the come way. to him, if you'll, if you'll seek him out, mm -hmm. you'll not only find him, he'll use what you bring, mm -hmm. right? He, you, he'll use all that stuff. Jew or Gentile, right? Mm -hmm. Churched or unchurched. Mm -hmm. God has a plan and a strategy, and He's not going to treat everybody exactly the same. The price of heaven is exactly the same. It's the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. But the way He reaches you. Mm -hmm. I agree with The that. way He calls you out, the way He deals with you. Is unique. And is to unique. you. And to you, right? Right. I agree with that. So let's begin. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ... For you Gentiles. For you Gentiles. For you. I'm, I'm a prisoner of Christ for your sake. Mm -hmm. Why? Why would he say that? Like, why? Uh, what about being in that position benefits the Gentiles? Well, he can concentrate on them. He can. Think, he definitely and, has the time. To, and he knows what they're going through because he's just been the opposite of that. He's also completely surrounded by Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And in the Roman house arrest that he's in, Mm -hmm. He's surrounded mm -hmm. by Romans. He's so he's getting firsthand listening, hearing, feeling, being around people that are not Jewish and don't think anything like him, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ because God is teaching me something here about you, mm -hmm. right? And how to reach hey, you. Are we good? Because I'm not seeing it on my phone. Sorry. It says that's okay. Go ahead. But... Verse 2, if ye had heard of the dispensation of grace, oh, I'm sorry, if ye had heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words, in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. I love it that he calls it a mystery. I really do. And I love it that in the prophecies of the Old Testament, there is a, they don't understand this. It is a mystery because they, they can't account for a certain amount of time that's missing in some of the prophecies. I love that, that it is a mystery, but here's what the mystery was. Verse 
5, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That the Gentiles... There it is. That's the mystery. That's the mystery. Verse 6. That, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. I always like the fact, I always think about this. Way back when, when they give the law, they make a way for the stranger to come in and be among them. But in the Jewish mindset and, and even the way things were framed, those people are my enemies. Right. But we stick together and because because those Gentiles, those people that are not are not following God, they're my enemy. And it's almost like the Jews would just expect them to be God's enemies too. Mm -hmm. But they've never been God's enemy. Right. Now, what they are is lost. Mm -hmm. And I think that mystery is still really hard for people to understand. Mm -hmm. now, maybe we're not talking about Jew and Gentile. Maybe we're talking about saved and unsaved. That those people that are unsaved around you and you think they don't want anything to do with Jesus Christ, how much he loves them and desires them and is seeking them out mm -hmm. and wants to use you to bring them in. And mm -hmm. we just think, well, like they don't want anything to do with that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It is a mystery to us that God wants something to do with them. Mm -hmm. It's a mystery to us that it's not just the people inside our church building that God wants to deal with and wants to bless, but he wants to use you as, a, as an ambassador and, and a spokesman mm -hmm. for him, for all these other people that he loves equally as well. Mm -hmm. Right, but he also wants to bring in, and it's not, and it, and he says that over and over in the uh, scriptures that he didn't pick them because they were great and wonderful, or you know, he—that's not the words he uses, but we we treat it like like an, a fortress or like a like a safe zone. Like being a Christian, we're all in here as Christians and we're all safe and we're all for each other and we're all for the Lord and everybody out there is our enemy. They're all trying to get us. I th you hear that tone. When well, that's not the mystery that's in Christ. The mystery in Christ is he wants you all. are supposed to go out there as salt and light into that group of people that he also loves. Amen. And even at the risk of your own life. Because that's what he asked them to do, the early mm -hmm. church Christians and mm -hmm. us too and people all around the world right now. Be willing to share the truth that Jesus Christ loves them, wants to save them, wants to bring them in, that God the Father is seeking them out. We're not supposed to be like it's us against them. We're supposed to be it's us for them. Mm -hmm. Just like Paul mm -hmm. saying, I'm a prisoner for the Gentiles, mm -hmm. right? I, I'm, I'm in this situation that God's put me in for the benefit of someone else. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and not for the benefit of me or people just like me. In one of the sessions that we had in our, our conference this week, I had to, I just, I, I couldn't keep up with the thought. I really struggled with what the speaker was trying to say. And it finally came clear to me when she showed a slide and it had like a target, you know, the little circle and then the ripples that come mm -hmm. out from that target. But in the center of the target was me. Mm -hmm. And it said, and she's she's been talking like for an hour, and I'm struggling to keep. I her thoughts are not making sense in my brain, and but when I see the me, and then she starts talking about how your happiness comes from you, and how your prosperity comes from you, and how your joy comes, and I'm thinking, you know what? There's the problem. There's the problem because I can't do that. 
but we get even in the churches forgive me for how i'm going to say this and help me not to say it wrong but in our church world we get caught up in the me and then we're not for anybody we we only want a few people to take our side mm-hmm. be with us be with me me when we get me in the center then we're not witnessing to anything we're just building teams you come over here and, and help I guess- me and and we can do that inside of a church as well as not caring anymore for what's going outside the church. And I guess when I when I gave that image of Paul being literally chained to a Roman soldier, like we're in this together mm-hmm. <laughs> for for all night long. We're not, if one of us has to go to the restroom, we're both oh, going. If one of us has to turn over, over, we're both, we're both turning. Over. Like we're in this together, and I think that's such a powerful image of a Christian in the world because you're you're not of the world but you're in the world mm-hmm. right and and you cannot separate mm-hmm. yourself from the loss that are all around you and be like you know I just I only want to be around people who already get it no I'm chained to the ones who don't get it mm-hmm. and and I need to operate in such a way that I see that person as my mission, as as my opportunity to do something for the Lord, mm-hmm. which means if they say something rough, that's just part of the deal. If mm-hmm. if they act foolishly, if that's they, part if of the deal. Rude about it for a while because it's not about me. It's not about. I'm me. not the center. The, you that's what you're not, saying. I'm not the, you're center. not the center. The center is Jesus Christ, and this, this mystery of Him always mm-hmm. implementing a strategy, and you can see. See, that's what I meant when I said that the parent didn't fundamentally change. The parent always wanted to extend love to the children. When and, and that's in my flawed, sinful human nature. Imagine how much better a parent God is. That he his strategy is to save as many as he possibly can, mm-hmm. always has been, always will be. But the tactics he's used mm-hmm. to do so have changed. It has to change. So mm-hmm. when we say dispensation, and we haven't even read the word yet, but there was a way he dealt with Adam and Eve. At mm-hmm. the judgment of that, mm-hmm. there was a way he dealt okay. with Noah. There's a way he dealt with Abraham. There's a way he dealt under Moses. David. There's mm-hmm. a way he dealt under Moses. Right? The, the, where not he didn't change. His desire didn't change. But, but the he... implemented strategy changed. And then Jesus Christ, it's like strategy, 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 strategy. See it all as one picture in in one body and one being and that being he's the Christ. strategy and he's the center he's always been the strategy he always will be the strategy mm-hmm. he's the embodiment of what god is trying to do mm-hmm. and that's this great mystery that paul says i just want to give you a piece of this to understand you were always the plan mm-hmm. god loving you was always the plan and right again. and you and he always wanted to bring you unto himself and now we can, because Jesus has come. Who does he not love? Uh, haven't you seen that right? out of you? Who, who can you look at that God does not love? You can't find one, you right? As, one. as much as... But you they, can find a lot of people we don't love. Uh, yes. I mean, as a church, because we're not getting the mystery. And we're not... We're, we're not understanding we're, the we're mystery. We're letting ourselves be Somebody the says a bad word. Yep. <laughs> and we're like, well, can't have anything to do with it. No, that's who you're supposed to be good to. Mm-hmm. That's who you're supposed to love past. Remember that phrase? It's, it's easy to love the ones that are easy to love. But I'm just saying, like, we're always, like, well, I don't want anything to do with you then. And we said that, I you said know? this to Libby this week, too. This this homeless person, um, we were in Austin, Texas, and the, and the homeless there are angry. Mm-hmm. They're not just homeless and kind of pathetic. They are angry, mad, 
you when you Rage. come across yeah. when you come across them, they're ready to hurt you. There, mm-hmm. and I said to her, "Here's my problem. I want to help him, but I don't know what to do right. to not cause myself harm." Right. Right. So you have to use common sense too. Sure. But but that shouldn't be the excuse to never do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there should be other things that you can do. Sometimes you're not going to get. You're not going to be able to do what seems to be the thing to do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that well or not. Um, why am I here? Wherever you are. Yeah. Why am I here? I am here for you mm-hmm. because of Christ. Mm-hmm. I am here if you have in it, Christ for you. If, especially if you understand this. I can't imagine how he's being treated in that situation. Mm-mm. First of all, he's a Jewish man in a Roman guard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bad enough. Second of all, he's he's a Jewish man who's believing in Jesus Christ. This is a brand new thing, and it's scary to Rome and the Jews, and right? Because of the way on it's the spreading. Wrong side now he's on this side, and he's a Roman citizen who's into both of these things, and he's not acknowledging Caesar as God. I can't imagine the pressure Paul's under in this situation mm-hmm. and agree. the ridicule he's probably under and the stress he's in. There's a place where he says, please bring me my books, bring me my coat. He's cold. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's cold, not comfortable. Yeah. He's, not, he's not in a good situation. But he said, I am here as Christ's prisoner for, for your you. sakes. Mm-hmm. And he sees it that way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I wish, like, if we looked at our husbands or wives, we would, no, I'm not saying that you're prisoners. I'm just saying... Marriage is hard. I wish when we looked at that person, we thought, this is an opportunity to do something for Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity to love somebody mm-hmm. in a good way. And even right? this in is a marriage, it, even if you're... In a, it's your boss mm-hmm. at work, or and who's not the pleasant, most pleasant person. This is an opportunity or whoever to love it is. somebody like My Christ. My boss is this pretty is, good, but... but I'm, I'm just saying, whoever Whoever it is, it is whoever you're Even with. if they're good, even good or bad, I'm here... I'm here to do a job, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm here to do my job. But I am here, an employee of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And verse 6 says, watch. uh, Verse 5 says, Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed by his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, which is what the the dispensation or the strategy that you're talking about, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Not different. You mm-hmm. don't sideways in. You're not a stepchild. You're not another one. We're and yet, all. How many differences do we make? We make like, a lot. Uh, like, and I am guilty too of making Methodist jokes and Presbyterian jokes. I don't mean them, but like <laughs> we're always like we're these separate little categories of mm-hmm. Christians. But the fact is, you're one body, or you're, you're not in it at all. Or you're not at all. That's right. Right. You're mm-hmm. one. Whereof I was made a minister, Paul says, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, in this grace given... Is this grace given? Is the, I'm sorry. Is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ... And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. You know, 
not back, I don't mean to belabor the point, but back to the illustration of children. Mm-hmm. I have a child that if I can speak to them in a calm voice and explain to them why we're going to do it this way, that's enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For life, I can just say, this is why we do it this way. Okay, got it. <laughs> and I have a child. <laughs> I laugh because I love these children all. And I have a child that I could explain in that calm voice all day long. And one, they'll never hear me. And two, they'll run straight through that wall <laughs> to do exactly what it was that I said we're not going to do until they realize for themselves that it was a great idea <laughs> to listen to what I had. This is why we do this. Oh, and then they'll come to me and I have to let them experience it and work it out and see it. And, and and then I have other children that it's going to take a different, I mean, it's just, it's never going to be the same. And I think like that fellowship of the mystery, the fellowship of the mystery is God has always been doing what it took mm-hmm. on both sides mm-hmm. with each one, mm-hmm. with law and grace. And I think the fellowship of the mystery, if, if I just run through the example, it's, it's Jacob and Esau, mm-hmm. it's, it's Cain and Abel, it's Saul and David. It's all these pairs. It's Isaac and Ishmael. Mm-hmm. It's all these ones, all through the Bible, that, that God said is law and grace, law and grace, law and grace, law and grace. Right? The mm-hmm. Messiah is coming. He's never forgotten the part that seems like it's been left out. Hagar calls him, Hagar's Abraham's, it says wife. He took her to wife. I know a lot of people don't like that, and they use different words for that. But it says he took her to wife, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in order to have Ishmael. And when she is separated from the family because the two boys mm-hmm. can't live together and Sarah won't tolerate the situation anymore, although it's her idea, Hagar is in the middle of the desert ready to die with her son, mm-hmm. and she's, and God rescues her. There's mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. and he speaks to her. She says the word she uses for him is translated the God who sees. Mm-hmm. Like, God didn't stop looking because we're not over here. Mm-hmm. And we weren't. Right? Mm-hmm. God didn't stop seeing us. And I think we get the idea as Christians, sometimes even reading the Bible, we are giving the story of the Jews and how the Messiah came because God blessed them by letting him come in their line. But that doesn't mean God stopped dealing with everyone else. That doesn't mean he didn't see Mm-hmm. everyone else or care about everyone else and mm-hmm. christ is the way mm-hmm. right for everyone else as well this fellowship of the mystery mm-hmm. is that he didn't forget who you were mm-hmm. you forgot who you were mm-hmm. and he says that in romans but he didn't he forget who, who you were right right romans says they forgot they chose yeah. not to and and that what it would take to bring as many as he could to himself he didn't forget about it he didn't drop the ball mm-hmm we dropped the ball, but God didn't drop the ball, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's always interesting to me that the scripture, and, and we had this discussion Wednesday in Texas, that God simply repeats over and over. It's like it's kind of like that parent situation that you're talking about. There are certain things that you want your children to know, and you just keep telling them this yeah, over and over and over. The manifold wisdom of God, which mm-hmm. is the next verse, mm-hmm. is that he finds a new way to say it. And he just keeps coming back. But it's <laughs> and he same. has a new example to put in front of you. And like, do you get it yet? It's the same thing, though, right? <laughs> do it's you the get same it? Thing. The truth didn't change, the and he didn't change. change. No. But his presentation of that, and like, 
if you've been walking with Jesus for any time at all, I think you've experienced this in your own life. Like you can read it in the word and not maybe apply it and you can hear it in a sermon and maybe not apply it. And then something happens in the grocery store and you get it. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me. And it's I'm like, oh, I see what you meant by that. It's very You true. know, or it happens with, like I said, with my children. I see something, a truth in the way I'm relating to them. And I'm like, that's what you meant, Lord. Mm-hmm. I get that. Thank you. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just like he, he, he showed nothing changed about the truth and nothing changed about the truth giver. But the, he's give you enough. Let's try this another way. Do you see mm-hmm. it now? And, and, you yet, know, and yet we continually... We can we continually deny the same things, right? He, I mean, here again, Paul. Why does Paul even have to say he created all things? He created all things because he created all things. You know, you should know that by now, right? But I think like when Jesus said to them, you know, there's this fear that am I going to miss it? Am I going to miss it? Am I going to miss it? But Jesus said, if you seek, you will find. Mm-hmm. If you knock, it will be opened. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you ask, it will be given. Mm-hmm. That's as good as, as any other verse in the Bible. As any I think if, if a person wants to know him, you can know he him. will show himself to you. Yeah. That's what I believe with all my heart. I don't, I don't think there's any chance that you want to know him sincerely. And God goes, nope. Now, not sincerely you. is the key. No, because I, if you're just if doing you to test and him, mock and to be funny, that's, you know. But like, if you're seeking him, you'll find him. If, that's right. If and if you are him, knocking, he will open. And if you ask, it'll be given. And I think when Jesus spoke that truth, that didn't change based on, well, I don't think that guy really wants, like my opinion of what that guy's doing. Mm-hmm. I think God will show himself to that guy and me and you and however it and takes however in ways. He, however many times it takes that's the faith I have to have that's mm-hmm. the faith I need that when Jesus said that he meant it and that if someone is truly seeking they will find it mm-hmm. I agree with that Right? I, do. I, I really that. believe that. Now, and I, I think, think that is I, the manifold wisdom of I God. I think would, that's we had Gideon a more few than weeks I can ago. comprehend. We had Gideon a few weeks ago in Bible school or in uh, Sunday, Sunday school. school lesson, and they were and he was talking about the fleece. He did this, and I've heard people say, "Oh, you can't do that, and you can't do this." You know what? He, he answered him. Gideon. He did. He, 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 and I'm sitting there going, "Now, come on!" <laughs> yeah. When I read that story, I'm like. God sent you an angel in person. Yeah. And fire Come ate the offering, on, right? Do ate what he food. said. But aren't you glad the long suffering of God said, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll make it dry. Now, if you don't know that story, he tests God several times said, yeah. in a different way. And God goes, okay. I mean, he doesn't you're not to. supposed, you're supposed to just believe. You're supposed to count on God. You're supposed to take it. But he deals with people when he, when that person is a true seeker. Mm-hmm. And God if, will deal with them until they he, get it. And if he was just doing it to, and see, the other part is he knows the hearts and intents of your mind. He, he knows, knows what the end you're of really the story doing. before the story And if begins. you are just playing around because you just want to, you know, ha, ha, But you ha. know what, though? I mean. Sometimes I think he answers those in ways that we wouldn't recognize either. Don't you think sometimes, though, I'm, I'm really pushing the line here. So preachers that go to Addison Church, you can correct me when you come back here. <laughs> I'm really pushing the line. Have you not accidentally walked into the truth of God? Like you weren't so wise and you weren't so smart and you weren't so serious and God still just abundantly blessed you with truth. Yeah. Yes. In your foolishness and in your your laziness. Mm -hmm. And then that's the that is the long suffering, merciful grace of God. And, and I think that's also the prayers of people that love you, mm-hmm. that God will show himself to you sometimes when, like, you're not even half looking. Mm-hmm. 
and he'll still show himself to you Mm -hmm. because he wants you to know him. God is not up there going, I don't want you to know who I am. This is not a mystery. Like we talk about mystery in English. We talk about something that only a few people can know and it's very dark and hidden. And this word actually that he's using comes from pagan religions that Paul's using. He's not using it in a pagan way, but it's like they had these mysteries that only this little cloister of people. But what he's saying is this mystery now, we have fellowship in this. Anybody who wants to know him can know him. Mm-hmm. So the mystery is now open. Mm-hmm. It's not a dark, cloistered secret. And it's not. But only if you want to know Christ, you can it. know Him, mm-hmm. right? And you can come on in. And He He desires to be known. And see, when you think about that, though, and you think about the Jewish leaders at the time, you can see why this is such a problem. Yeah. Because they're the ones that's kind of in control. They've of always that. been the only ones they're, to know. We're the ones that know. It was right. The, right. The Levites are the only right. ones that can do this. And the, that's so, what Paul. Paul is that person. He is that person that's a Pharisee. He's like. We know the secrets, mm-hmm. right? You can't go out there and say that's the Son of God. We are the only ones that can say mm-hmm. who the Messiah is. And now he's been let in on a little mystery. Guess what? They can all know me. Exactly. The Gentiles, mm-hmm. the Jews, the, the poor, the rich, the ones from wherever they are, whatever skin color they are, whatever background they are, they can all, the woman at the well, the people mm-hmm. in sin, mm-hmm. the people that are the blind, the, the people you don't let in town, the people covered in leprosy, mm-hmm. they can all come to me and know me. And they come right up as close as they want to get. The mystery's open. They can come boldly, right? right? Because of Christ. Because of Christ. And I can see then, when you put yourself in that position, you can see where sometimes, no offense to our church or the churches that we know, but sometimes the churches do the same thing, right? We know this. You can't know this Mm -hmm. till you do X, Y, Z. We know this. Right in our pride and arrogancy, and we think and ignorance, we forget and narcissistic behavior. We were, mm-hmm. and we are all. We right forget here. what we were, and we call everybody else stupid. There's just this big thing right now, in our, and I don't know how long. Maybe I'm just now aware of it. Maybe it's always been, but there's this thing right now in the church where people that don't know, and it just, and I understand it because the world is so dumb right now. <laughs> but like people that don't know the truth of God, like you hear a lot of people. There's such an idiots. Can you believe these idiots? These people are so stupid. No, these people are lost. Mm-hmm. You only know what you know because it's been revealed to you through the Holy Spirit. You and, only know what you know because and, someone told you the and truth. And don't think that, and don't take for granted what you have. Don't be proud. It was a gift. Because <laughs> it was you know a what? present. Here's, you didn't earn it. Here's the thing. If you, and I, and I've had, I said this to you the other day. We had a, we had a situation where we were talking and to a lost individual and what you felt was the empty in their life they don't have what we have when we have christ and we have the spirit of god and we we, we're trusting in his word it's easy to forget what precious thing that is that's what you were but that's what we were. And when so you quit see being the, prideful about what God has made you, yes, it was a gift. Yes. And realize he can give that gift to this to person. To anybody. And that emptiness, it's just, it's just, I don't know, sometimes it just hits you in the face that you didn't realize that. You just thought everybody was like you, and they're not. Which is why the Old Testament has stories like David being anointed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like man would never, ever, ever choose him at all. Man would never go get him he was the baby out of the, out of the sheepfold and and make him anointed king. We Remember? would never do Samuel that. Samuel even said, "It must be this guy. Look how big and but tall and I happy he is." But then I think Christians read that story and think, "But they would." 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. And the person sitting in your church tomorrow that you think is the least likely to have any effect and the least likely to do anything for the Lord is exactly the one God can use to shame you mm-hmm. and, and do the to greatest do things out of because done. it's not about that individual. It's about, it's about their willingness to let God work in their life. Mm-hmm. He said about David, I'm seeking a man after, after my, my own heart. heart. Mm-hmm. I'm seeking a man who will agree with me about things. Mm-hmm. That's what that means, who will agree with me about that. Like, instead of fighting me about these things, he'll agree with me. And and he can use that person no matter where they come from. That's true. Jew or Gentile. And that's what Paul's saying. This is a great mystery. We have fellowship in Christ. And it's it's one, Mm -hmm. right? It is all part of one. Yeah. Verse 10, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Do you think God's wise? In every, that manifold wise. means complicated. Mm-hmm. It means many multifaceted. I remember when I got this ring, when Richie gave me my engagement ring, and, it, and you were watching, you think, that's nothing special, that's nothing. But it's cut so that, like, when the light hits it, rainbows shoot out i don't know how to explain like i would i would be driving to college and go like this in the sun and rainbows be on the ceiling there's no wonder i was in so many accidents like the, <laughs> the sparkles and shines and, and it's cut like that on purpose because it's complicated and the complicated just leads you to more and more and more mm-hmm. beauty and intrinsic value mm-hmm. and 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 when he talks about the unsearchable riches of christ in a few verses ahead now he says the manifold wisdom of god he's like you are not going to get bored with Christ. You are not going to get bored in your relationship with Christ because Christ is so complicated, multidimensional, multifunctional, mm-hmm. the only wise king, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That there's always something new to know. And if you think I've got it all figured out, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm. Because God is not all figured out, and you don't have the ability to figure it all out. His, you have the ability to go from mystery to mystery to mystery. His thoughts are so much higher than I our I think thoughts. we'll spend the first thousand years in heaven with our hand over our mouth going, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I never even thought about that. Right? I'm so embarrassed about the things I said when I thought I had you all figured out. You know, it's interesting, too, because we flew this week. And when you're 30,000 feet up and you look down and you can see the horizon you know have a shape of the circle and you can see looks like little ants crawling down here but it's cars and people Mm -hmm. when you look at it from that far up you see much different than when you're down here in it Mm -hmm. i even said to live you know you can kind of see you know the landscape you can see that where we were there were no mountains it was all flat it was looked like little checkerboard things all across Mm -hmm. but you don't see that when you're down here in the ground in it Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And God, who sees everything and who is above everything, sees that all. And, and came down and got and in. Ca- and did come down. And, and in got no way it. doesn't know what you're talking about in the middle of it. Because he went right through that, too. Right. Like, that's what Junior would say right now. If he was sitting here, Junior Endicott would quote the verse. We, we do not have a high priest that cannot mm-hmm. be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He's up here but he's with right the plane. And he's right in the middle of the mess of it mm-hmm. to the most but it's our this week but it's our ben did a project for school and he presented a project in school and what they did was nikon camera did a contest where they they found that they asked people to take pictures of very tiny 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 microscopic things but blow them up so that you could see them and it was like the an ant's face look it up it's terrifying and all these little these things that are just invisible to the naked eye but are magnificent mm-hmm. you talk about god making it all 
intricately, mm-hmm. perfectly, mm-hmm. Ma- no ma- no mistakes, mm-hmm. just just the, the detail and everything that God did. That's the manifold wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. The big picture is the manifold wisdom mm-hmm. of God. The, 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 the invisible being gov- governing everything that is visible. My, the manifold my wisdom point of that God. was, yeah. if we're not careful, even as, especially us that have been in church a long time, we see right here. Yeah. And, and there it. is a whole bunch else mm-hmm. that needs to, our mind, we can't just stay right here. We've got, I mean, that's might be good for a, f- a little bit when we need to rest or when we, you know, but there is, when you're in that plane and you see all of that, it should change, it should remind you that your perspective is supposed to match God's, right? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to think bigger. Line ourselves up Than just ourselves. We're thinking, how is he thinking? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, I have been really trying very hard myself. I can't judge another man's servants, especially his mm-hmm. heart or her heart. It's God who does that. My job is to be willing and able and ready to say and lead them more toward a better relationship, right? To say to get My them, job is just show you show you Christ. That's it. This to, is what Christ, Christ did for me. This is what Christ Absolutely. is offering you. Yes. And and I know that sounds very simplified. That's it. That's all you can do. Because that's everything you need. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. else that I add to that is garbage you can just throw away when you leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it you need Christ. You and right. let me tell you what Christ is mm-hmm. like and what he's extended. And then I'm going to let him deal with you. Mm-hmm. And you deal with him. Because that's the manifold wisdom. And of here God. it is. And it's not only the manifold wisdom, but it's verse 11. The eternal purpose. According to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's been the plan. Not a purpose that, I, I mean, I know we're breaking down every word it seems like, but not the purpose that ends in your death. No. But the eternal purpose. The, it, right. The eternal purpose. For all eternity, you with Christ forever. Mm-hmm. Eternally. I'm, that's what I'm here to show you. Mm-hmm. That's the mystery we're here to reveal, the apostles and the people mm-hmm. that God revealed it to mm-hmm. in us now through the word. Mm-hmm. We're revealing to you that God has a plan. This is just a blip on the radar. This is nothing. Eternity is eternity. And I always, I, I didn't until we went through Revelation this last time, but it says that the things, these former things, these things that we worry so much about, it, they're not only going to pass away, they're not even going to be remembered. Mm-mm. It's We're not even going to think about, we're not, when we get where we're going, we're not going to think about all the things that have gone wrong here. And when we get where we're going, we're not going to just arrive and be done no we're going to know him Keep forever going. we got more stuff to know right? <laughs> and it, it's always going to be because you're never mm-hmm. going to catch up with him mm-hmm. you're never going to no. put him in your box of understanding he's no, always going to be bigger than you think that's exactly right we so, are the ants we are but the they ants. just blew up and we saw but he really cares about ants mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what yes, that's the yes. encouraging part is when you study that the wisdom he's given them Mm-hmm. And and the abilities and it tells you to consider the ant. Yeah, it tells you in scripture consider the. Well, ant. Let me tell you, if you consider, you're going to be overwhelmed mm-hmm. at the detail God provides in mm-hmm. an ant. Mm-hmm. And look it up because you're right; mm-hmm. it is quite interesting. Yeah. And verse twelve says, "In whom we have boldness yeah. and access with confidence by the faith of Him." Wherefore I desire, Paul says, that ye faint not. At my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Faint means give up. 
Like, mm-hmm. look at me. He's, and he, Paul's well. look, thinking about his death or his punishment or whatever's going to happen when he stands trial. And Paul's like, I don't want you to see what happens to me and think, well, if they'll do that to Paul, then that, I look, need to quit and give up because evidently this Christianity thing is, is a mm-hmm. mistake and this is a wrong decision to make. He said, I want you to get that my what I'm going through is for your sake. God is using it for his glory and nothing's wasted. In God's economy... Not one thing is wasted. Mm-hmm. And we even and said. I, even in the natural world. Mm-hmm. That's true. If you look at the natural world, nothing is wasted. It's all used, redone, repurposed. There's used a bug for, that likes this food. Or right? there's a somebody bird that likes that And it all comes back bug. into something mm-hmm. else. But it's the same thing with us as his people. God, God doesn't make Paul suffer just to make Paul suffer because God doesn't care if Paul suffers. Mm-hmm. Paul is suffering. So that he can spread the gospel, write the book of Ephesians and Philippians and mm-hmm. and Colossians. And so that the people all over the world will be saved and spend eternity with God. Nothing's wasted. And don't faint. Don't give up. And because here's you the see other it. thing. If, if, and we've said this. So this is, I said this again today. And I don't know why I'm sharing so many of the things that we've said this week. But I said this today. Even this Bible study that we're doing, where we're just talking and reading we're what it says. We're in a room says, by ourselves and we're just And we're just, and we're just <laughs> yeah. believing what it says. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not, we're not trying, to, we're not preachers. We're just mm-hmm. trying to read the Word not of God. Not smarter than everybody share, else. No. Not better than anybody no, else. Absolutely not. not. not I, there is faith out there all over the place. Everywhere. People, we ha- I had a very nice Bible study at the church because it was Bible study night at the church in Texas. First time i ever been there. They did a great job. They, yeah. you know, but the, but the thing I want to say is, even if somebody would take this, what we say, and use it to point fingers and pick out flaws, and if they're digging in the Word of God to do it, good for you. I don't care, right? Yeah. If that, if you can back up through the Word of God what you're trying to prove, and it's it, been helpful, and, and it gets you into the Word of God, mm-hmm. I don't care. I, that mm-hmm. doesn't. I don't. I don't care. It's okay right? Mm -hmm. So it says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him, wherefore I desire that you faint not. Don't faint because we have problems, which is your glory. For verse 14, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. It is a family, Mm -hmm. right? That he... Those that have gone before, Mm -hmm. those here now, those, Those that, that will are be coming here. after us. Mm-hmm. One family. One family. Always has been. Always has been. It's always and been the story. Of, if you think about Genesis, like of all the ways other cults and religions describe the beginning and the origins of the universe, mm-hmm. it's never as just one family. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-mm. It's warring titans and warring powers mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and opposite enemies. But the Bible says that we're all one family. One man, one woman. Mm-hmm of the earth uh, and, and then again Noah, Noah and his wife the whole earth or is spread of his descendants it's always been a family story mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. you're God's family the, God has chosen his own from the beginning mm-hmm. and, it, right? and, and and he knows his own and, and, and it doesn't say of the whole families no it says the family, family in heaven and earth is named mm-hmm that's us that's those that have and you know what i do in my family i tease them Mm -hmm. i make fun of them i kid them i enjoy them Mm -hmm. i do things i do things with them and i I do things but i mean like it's family Mm -hmm. no matter what 
no matter what they are that somebody else would say, you know, this is ter- a terrible person, this is somebody, and they're my family, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if we, if we had that perspective. With our church. Right? If we had that perspective those, outside um, of our church and inside of our church, and that, those that this is one the name of Christ, if we had that with those who believe in Christ. That that's just, that guy on the street who's belligerent and dangerous and brain probably poisoned by chemicals. Who knows what. Who yeah. knows what's up. But that's my cousin. Mm-hmm. That, that's my family. Mm-hmm. That church in right? outside of that's Austin. That's my family. That's where your cousin's up north, right? Well, right. That's, where, that's right. who we are. We're one, one We're, family but, that God's making. But we forget that. We don't want to be family. And the children of God, what a special thing to be. But, think but God about wants that, all of them to be in the family but that will. But think about that. We have, as a society, tore up the family so much. Oh, why do you think Satan attacks the family so much? Because we don't even have a reference. Right. Like, there's so many people that don't even have a reference for what a father should be or what a mother or a should be. Or a grandparent. Or what a family them. looks they like. They move so far away from mm-hmm. their families. They don't know grandparents do this or whatever. Yeah. They don't. They, we've, we've lost that. We've lost that. And, and it... You know what? It's terribly important. And I know people say, well, me being happy is terribly important. There's so many things you would find if you would, if we did it God's way. I'm not saying there aren't reasons that families split up that are very legitimate. But I'm just saying that there's something very important about getting the picture. Mm-hmm. And about understanding how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? There's something really important. If you're lucky enough to either be in a family like that or to have been raised by a family like that get don't your children and get yourself and around that as much as possible and don't assume that everybody has it because mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. they don't have that verse 16 that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory does he have riches does he have glory yes mm-hmm. to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man mm-hmm that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. How much do we get in Christ? What's, what's the limit of it? I don't think there is. A What's limit. the boundary of it? Where, where does he stop? When it talks about his, according to his riches grounded. and his glory, that's the same thought. Mm-hmm. He's like, he, you only have enough access to strengthen Christ as far as he has the ability to give it to you. So what, what is the limit of his and ability to it give it to you? It there passes, is none. It passes knowledge. You, so you're going to sit here and, and try to comprehend how high does his love go? How wide is his mercy? How deep is his grace? How abundant is his kindness? How long is what his is long the suffering? limit of his wisdom? What's the limit of the strength that we have access to in Christ Jesus? There's no, there is none. It's mm-hmm. bigger and more and beyond what you've ever gotten a hold of and we ever will be physically able to get a hold of here. But we keep trying. Mm-hmm. We sit around with others that are believers as well and think, how much did we get in Christ? You got it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's, it's mm-hmm. limitless. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And here's the line that uh, Miles Trout used to quote a lot. And I don't know if you guys do this. This is just a side note. But it is an amazing thing when you get a Bible verse that you default to. 
when that when things get bad, there's a verse that you've got stored you stand away. Stand on it. That or verses, because I've had verses at different times pop into my mind. It's a good thing to have scripture in your brain mm-hmm. so that it comes around when you need it. But listen to this verse. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. That's not hyperbole. According to the power that worketh in us. He's not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Right? To him, unto him that is able to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Can I just tell you something that's really silly and ridiculous that happened to me today that is no ways encapsulates what this is, but for me, it was a hint of it. So I got up this morning about 530 in the morning and I came downstairs and opened up my Bible and I'm tired. And I'm reading my Bible, and I can't sleep, and I'm kind of miserable. I don't feel good. And I'm praying. And I just, like, I just sat there thinking about what I was reading, but not really even knowing. That's what this says. You're not even able to ask. You're not able to think. You're not able to understand what God wants to do with you or how much He loves you, mm-hmm. how much He cares mm-hmm. about this stupid. Why does God care about how I feel? And that's so dumb. Of all the billions of people on the planet, and I sit there just not feeling great. And that God, let me show you how He showed me that He cares about more than I can even ask or think. This is so silly, but this not is silly, real. Not okay? silly if it's God So answered. I just had this thought. So I had a Livy and Lena and several of their friends came in to stay, and I'm so glad, and I'm always glad they're there. And I just had this thought that I wish Richie has a pile of things on the counter <laughs> in the kitchen. I never say anything because I'd rather have Richie in his pile than not Richie. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I never say anything. But I was just thinking, wouldn't it be nice to not have that pile of stuff there today? Didn't pray about it. Didn't ask about it. Didn't mention it to Richie. Wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't. So I go about getting things ready. And I'm, I, we had a, a party went to. I was get, trying to get things ready for that and getting laundry done and just doing the things that you do. And I walked in the kitchen and looked over there, and it's completely clean. The space, the pile. Never said a word, never complained about it, never asked God to fix it. That spot is sparkly clean. And I started talking, I didn't even say anything to Richie about it. Like, I just look at it like, did that actually happen? <laughs> and he walked upstairs and he said, well, I was reading my Bible today. And the verse that came up was, that I'm supposed to love you like my own flesh. So I thought, and I thought, <laughs> Right? I know that's nothing. I know that's nothing. You guys will think that, oh, that's so silly. She had a pile of stuff in the kitchen. You don't understand what, that was just like, God, you cared enough to let him know. To show him that when I didn't say anything, I didn't complain about it, I didn't ask you, I didn't even, and it wasn't a big deal, and I could have lived with it and been fine, but what an extra blessing and extra icing that was to look over there, and not because of the pile, but because God cared enough to care what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to ask him and didn't, and what does is that the dumbest Enough, thing? No, no. no. and no, I'm just like good, it's God good. that you're intimately involved in everything that I am and everything that I do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I Thank you the that same you care thing, about me. I that thought way. that today I was thinking that um, 
you know, I like to tra- I like to travel. I like to go places. I like mm-hmm. I've always liked that. And God doesn't have to do that stuff. And I didn't. Right? I was just sitting there thinking, you know, thank you for this trip we just had. We went. Everything was fun. We laughed. We had a good time. We got business taken care of. We were safe. And then it was just this little voice said, yeah, and you went to Tennessee, and you went to the lake, and you went, and I thought, yep, you this did. This was my you manifold. Did. You did. You gave me absolutely yep. this so far mm-hmm. this year, at least three trips. That, yeah. uh, and then I went to the Amish country with, I mean, it's like, huh, yeah. The, and it says yeah. in here, w- the desires of your heart. Because you're his child and he loves you. And, he, and, and you know like what? He's parent. never changed. He wants to bless and you all like that he can. And just like any parent would do. And give do. you all the good right? things. That's just what like we started any, with, right? That's just like any parent would do. What's my desire? To give you everything I could give you. But the thing is, is we right? have to recognize that and give him the thanks and the praise and the glory for that. And I and do. And I so foolishly don't sometimes. Yeah, and I miss you think it completely. Because you think you did it on but your own somehow. Not only did he move the pile, and I didn't ask. He, you know how you, you'll get little flies and the lights in the basement and they're in the thing? He swept all those out. So he Richie's a pretty good job. <laughs> he is always. Yes, he is always. But this is like without asking. This is without, this is just God saying, here you go, here's so, extra. So, so let's put this into our words here's as we finish up because now we're, we'll, we finished up chapter three. We'll go into chapter four next time, Lord willing. But how do how do we leave this then so i'm thinking as an older person who's been in church a long time who's raised families who still tries to be a valuable part of the family i don't want to be set aside or set out on an iceberg and stripped off into the sunset kind of a thing what's my role now my role is to be open to his leading, right? What and does realize he want you me to do? haven't learned it all yet. And I don't think anybody never ever learns to. it all. And you need to and we need to as a church stop thinking we don't we already know. There's still know. mysteries to be discovered. And there's things that he'll call you to do that maybe you haven't even thought about that in 25, 30, mm-hmm. 50 years. Who knows? I don't know what God will do. All I do know is that my heart needs to be in the right place so that if he's using me for something I at least get it and see what I'm supposed to do and listen. My kindergarten teacher, and I always say this and I get in trouble. My kindergarten teacher said that I was an overachiever and I talked too much. And sometimes I think that's still very true. And I see you smile when I say that because that in those two sentences probably describes me better than I would like for it to. So I sometimes have to quit talking so much and let God talk to me. And I would encourage any Christian that's been a Christian a while to do that. Stop. Just stop and let him talk to you a little bit. Now, what are you going to say to a... I feel like I keep repeating myself. And I'm sorry if I do. But I I really am stuck on the thought that what I want more than anything in this world as a mom, as a parent, is for them to have every good thing that I can possibly give them. Mm -hmm. But the fact is... Sometimes I can't, I'm standing here wanting to give you the good thing. Mm-hmm. And your inability, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. to acknowledge it and acknowledge the purpose keeps me from being able to hand you the blessing I want to hand. I've got it in my hand. I want to give it to you, mm-hmm. right? But you're not ready to receive it. You're not ready. You would not handle it right now well because you're in the wrong way. You're in the wrong frame mm-hmm. of mind. You're in the wrong, and I think how often that's me and the Lord, Mm -hmm. that he wants to do things like he did today, Mm -hmm. where he can just shower blessing 
because I'm his kid mm -hmm. and he loves me mm -hmm. and he wants to do these things to say, hey, you know what? I heard you when you thought that mm -hmm. and I heard you when you were anxious about that. And, I, and mm -hmm. look, I'm here, but I'm so bound up in anger and pride and frustration and self in flesh mm -hmm. that God has to stand there with his hands full mm -hmm. and wait for me to calm down enough. That he can give me the good things. Do you remember the story? That happens all the time. Do you remember the thing that came out a while back about the little girl with the fake pearls? Mm -hmm. And she loved the fake pearls. And her daddy went and bought her real pearls. But he wouldn't give her the real pearls until she would agree to give up the fake ones. And he didn't tell her he had the real ones. Mm -hmm. He said, will you give me those pearls? And she'd say, no, no. Mm -hmm. And he'd say, but you could get something so much nicer if you just give up what you're holding on to and let me give you what I've got. Mm -hmm right yeah and she didn't want to give up the pearls because that was her favorite thing in the whole wide world yeah that's how we do god it's me that's what we do we are all guilty of that right storming around trying to make something happen that's not in my power in the first place when he is standing there wanting to take care of it mm -hmm. and i need to be still. so very true all right thank you for joining us pray for our pray for us pray for our church we'll have sunday school in the morning at 10 o'clock i think we're in i don't know where we are we are at saul and david i believe um, Adam's going to get ready to turn our stuff off. Keep your Bibles open, read, and believe what it says.